Welcome to the Damn Good Marketing Podcast Season 3. We're asking the big questions this time around. Join us and find out what we're talking about. Leverage dopamine to overcome procrastination and optimize effort. I can listen to Dr. Huberman talk about this for hours. And I just did. There's something about his voice, his ability to really break it down to the lay listener, if you will. That just keeps you so hooked and you keep coming back for more. And on the other side, if I'm really feeling down and out or even just want something that is so mindless, then I reach out to James and Jimmy and suddenly I'm in a little small town in rural America, population 800, and I'm laughing away as they describe a grisly murder. This really is my favorite new toy. Good to know you're enjoying the podcasting scene, Subha, which you've been doing for a while. Because on the other hand, I listened to William Dalrymple's podcast recently. I love the man's books. I've enjoyed them so much. But then I heard the podcast and it was such a big letdown. I'm like, I just spent an hour and a half listening to you. Give me my time <laughs> back. And with that kind of leverage where you're essentially asking people to pay attention to you for 15, 20, 30 minutes, hours... Marketing teams are asking a question. Should I start a podcast? Should you? Let's find out. No, I think this is definitely something new and it's the shiny new toy that everyone wants to be playing with. And I get the allure wherever you go, you're seeing and hearing about podcasts. But I think both you and I know that it's a serious business. Yeah, as we are finding out by the day, in fact, I think we're very much on the journey still. Mm. And there's so much else for us to consider. In fact, this season, we were talking about whether this should be a video podcast, which was a big jump, considering yeah. we've never been on camera while we record. Yeah. So I think there's quite a few things for us to cover. One, why podcast? I yeah. think that's the fundamental question. What What can it do for you? What's the upside? And I think more importantly, what's the downside? Mm. There's a lot of effort that goes into each episode. And how do you figure out if it's the right fit for you? Absolutely. The why is an interesting question, right? Because there is production value involved. You can do it. You can put on your AirPods and just do a recording and upload it, which is something we did for a very long time as yeah. well. But it is a commitment. And in that context, I, I find that sometimes maybe we go after it because we are afraid of missing out on something that maybe a competitor might latch on to. Mm. Say they start a podcast in a month and I don't, then what happens? But then also I find that it's a bigger question than that. What we are saying is in the doing of this podcast, is it going to solve the problems that the rest of my marketing effort has not solved for? Yeah, I think it. many do come to it as a, is this that magic pill? Because other marketing efforts haven't worked too well. And now everybody's talking podcast. So maybe that's what will then make everything go upward. So let's burst that bubble first. <laughs> as we found out to our own sadness and misery, launching a podcast is not going to get listeners. Distributing a podcast is a whole other beast. And the number of variables in that context are just simply too high. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone has cracked performance marketing for podcasts. Mm -hmm. And Subha, you've had this experience of someone reaching out and saying, I'll get you listenership in a 24-hour period, which smelled a little funny to you. And then that conversation we know went a bit south as well. Yeah, she tried to scam me basically. Yeah. 
I was trying to be kind about it. So the real question then is, if it's not going to get you listenership on the day that you launch, why do a podcast? I think there are enough real life examples. If Meghan Markle can get cancelled. And the for, Obamas can get cancelled. And for what? For lack of audience. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> How did Meghan Markle think people haven't heard enough from her? Anyway. But the point is that just starting one and honestly, even starting one and having good content or having a good topic or a good niche, we now know that's just not enough. Yeah, absolutely. Which is let's zero down on that effort versus outcome conversation a little bit. What would you want through the launch of the podcast? Say you do episodes continuously for six months and at best you do a biweekly or even a weekly programming if you're able to. What is that end goal that will make you feel like, okay, I've succeeded at this. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I was on a round table with Jay Akunzo, who I admire and appreciate just out of this world. He writes beautiful stuff on LinkedIn. We've enjoyed his storytelling examples and masterclasses. And in fact, someone came to him with this exact question and they asked him, but I'm doing all this and my podcast is not getting listeners. And he just said, why do you want listeners? Yeah. I think we have to start there. Yeah. And if we're honest, it took us a while to admit what we really wanted out of this. Yeah. And to recalibrate our expectations. Absolutely. I think there is, in the production of a podcast, it has to be satisfying at the process level. And then it has to be satisfying at the outcome level as well. And for us, especially for me at season two, to look for sponsorships, which was a big success metric in my mind, that if I get sponsored by someone, then I've arrived. Mm -hmm. I see now that was the wrong thing to go after because first and foremost, it would have limited my own ability to create what I want. And secondly, sponsorship to the extent of what? Was it really going to satisfy me completely? And then I think coming into season two, the clarity has emerged for both of us. That Firstly, we do this because we like to do it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's fun. It's a new medium. It's something we are excited to consume, first of all. Yeah. I think it adds to our work in a very nuanced way. For example, right. we are talking about things that are otherwise also part of the work that we do individually. Yeah. So researching for the podcast, talking about it, marking out stuff that we want to dive deeper into, not only excites and interests us, but it adds value to the core work that we do. Exactly. Uh, right. This is not our core work. This is above and beyond that. And it adds value to your role as a marketer, my role as a coach. And that's what we enjoy. Which is interesting because when we started the podcast, Motley Crew was a very new company as well. These two things happened almost in parallel. And if you ask me, was it intentional? Absolutely not. I didn't know what I was doing at that point in time. But it has definitely helped over the course of a couple of years in terms of people seeing me as a marketing person mm -hmm. and not only as a content person. And I think that is the biggest contribution and leverage that a podcast has given me in this space. That's true. I think it unintentionally got well-timed with your transition yeah. and setting up of Motley Crew. So it helped build that identity. Yeah. And once we've talked about that offline and once we were clear, that's what the intent of the podcast yeah. is it establishes what is the kind of work you do what are the areas that interest you and what are you thinking about reading about deep diving into today that is of value to your 
current clients and potential clients. And that kind of credibility, honestly, where else would I build? I've gotten somebody's attention for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, however long people tune in. And during that period of time, they get a sneak peek into how I think. And I think that to me is the biggest contribution that a podcast could make. So yeah, talking about conversions, if other vehicles are working, other engines are working, I think podcast is a great addition purely from a thought leadership standpoint. It gives people a perspective into other people whom they never meet. Hmm. And that to me is a very valuable thing in and of itself. And to add to what you said, if other parts of the engine are not working, then this is not going to revive that. Yes, that is also true, right? If other parts of the engine are not working, then there's a bigger problem there in terms of probably the messaging itself. So that needs to be solved for first, I think. So before you start a podcast of your own, would you please hit the subscribe and follow button because we have some really interesting conversation brewing here. I do get a lot of very genuine questions around, hey, how do you guys manage? <laughs> right? Because yeah. we really have two shows running yeah. at the same time always, two very different niches. And it's not easy. I think that's the first thing <laughs> that I'd like to put out there. If you saw the number of coffee cups that are on our tables right now. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. I did, I think, almost three seasons of a weekly. Yeah. And that was tough. Weekly, including a lot of guest episodes, is a very unique kind of pressure. Turn up at the quality that you want to be there for your listeners. And I think in one of those seasons, you did a lot of guest episodes as well. Correct. So it's not just that turn on Zoom or you pick up a mic and then you talk because there's a lot of work that goes into it pre and post. Mm -hmm. You don't want to invite somebody onto your podcast and not have done your homework or have been ready for them. Yeah. Because there's also the pressure of what am I asking them that hasn't been asked of them before in Mm. some public forum? How am I adding value to my listeners and to any audience that they may share with? So there are a lot of expectations from these conversations. So there is a lot of preparation that goes into it. Uh, And then once you record, there's obviously the entire production angle. Mm. And maybe we'll touch upon that a little later. And also then the distribution. (laughs) <laughs> the distribution. <laughs> Please share this with five people before we proceed. <laughs> so interestingly, you're you're starting a podcast because your social media channels are not getting the kind of following that you want. And then our first discovery was that we have to put the podcast on social media <laughs> to get more listeners. <laughs> so literally running around in circles, chasing our own tail. Which is interesting, right? Because I think a podcast, we mistake it for one in our heads. It's not a social media platform, right? None of these platforms are organically promoting your content Mm -hmm. unless you apply somewhere and get featured out of the thousands of the others that are applying. Can you imagine how busy the business category must be? Or they have paid you millions to be there. Yeah, (laughs) that too. (laughs) Nobody's paying us that. But yeah, hopefully, why not? So it really does come down to the fact that you've started another thing, which again doesn't have the wings to take itself places. You have to take it places like a baby. You have to ferry it around. You have to put it in front of people. So honestly, I think if numbers are what is the primary metric of success, maybe just go after good guests because they will bring in their own leverage and distribution. Obviously, your episode to episode retainership may not be very high in that context. But at least you have the number of listens that justify 
early investment and I get that right a lot of companies need early proof that this is working and the only way we know how things work is when we see the numbers yeah and sticking to that baby metaphor this is not the baby that's going to save the marriage yeah <laughs> hate to say that but yeah true so it's something that really needs to be nurtured for what it is and that does take a lot of effort and it also finally when you do realize that it's something that you're doing for increased awareness increased credibility then you have to show up when you say you'll show up so it's it's almost a promise you're making to the yeah, audience yeah because if you typically you're attracting listeners who are also otherwise listening to podcasts mm. and they're probably listening to much bigger names so if you follow Jack Shepard and Amche you know that monday and thursday an episode's going to drop and if you follow ferris you know that once a week something's going to drop and you start very subconsciously planning your listening around it so if you want to be one of them not in the sense of numbers and this thing but if you want to be someone who's there when you say you will be there then you better get your act together yeah you can't disappear for a few weeks and then suddenly drop an episode and the podcast metrics in the world right now around it is is a little bizarre it is because i think podcast rankings change by the hour which yeah. i find very fascinating yeah. so suddenly you are top 10 in india and then two days later you're like 150 in, <laughs> okay. in burkina fas or oman or <laughs> and you've just fallen off the india charts entirely <laughs> honestly if that's what we look at and i know for a fact that we looked at that quite a bit before going into season 2 it's extremely taxing on the mind it just changes your perspective entirely on why you're in it in the first place so then i'm going to ask you again if i'm your client a founder a business owner and i say should i start a podcast so let me be very honest with you i've not told a single client start a podcast there have been a couple of instances where we have and the purpose was very different in fact one of them i'm very happy to share they were inviting on the podcast the guests who would eventually become sales opportunities right which i think is a great way to leverage a podcast because you are essentially able to establish a conversation with someone in a very neutral space which is not something we see enough of the other podcast unfortunately it stopped before it even started again a lack of i think just direction in terms of what we want to say because that's the other thing right you make one episode you make two episodes you have a perspective but what happens when you have to make 20 25 episodes yeah do you have enough to say and that's an important thing to think about yeah i think that's what i would take away that be very clear why you are starting it set your expectations accordingly and this is something that is a bit of a long game because just suddenly dropping a set of four five episodes and disappearing i don't think you'll ever get found again by somebody and you'll even be making any use of that material interesting because what i'm taking away from that is to really look at the podcast as a standalone venture of its own yeah. and not always Actually. yeah because it's going to sit on the internet for a while and if you've not really thought about it as okay hey here's a part time job that now i've also taken on i think it's probably not going to go too far you're right it's uh, it's not an afterthought it's the main thought yeah it's one more <laughs> thing that you have fully taken on yeah so how many i don't know if you're seeing it but i'm getting these messages especially on linkedin saying hey would you like to co-host mm. a podcast hey would you like to be a guest on this podcast and so definitely there's i think the awareness and the audience 
for this kind of content yeah. audio or video is increasing i think honestly since i've put podcast host down as a position on my linkedin profile i've had a lot of people reach out and ask if i would be open to hosting other podcasts and just for the record the answer is no at this point in time but what i did is i just went and updated my bio to say exactly that i think the understanding of a podcast host is a speaker of the podcast the person shows up and speaks yeah that's almost i think what you're looking for is a voice over artist <laughs> to some extent right or you're a big influencer in the space who's now becoming the face of a brand yeah that i think is a completely different conversation and i don't know i mean as a business i'm just thinking if i'm really huge and we've seen those examples as well it makes sense for me to have a celebrity host and a celebrity mm-hmm. guest profile but you and me we don't have the budgets to be able yeah, to yeah, afford yeah, No, and for us, it's about not talking from the brand's voice, but about what we want to say, which is a big thing. No, mm-hmm. beyond the point, you can't. You have to work with the brand guardrails if you're doing it in that ecosystem. Correct, and even the good celebrity podcasts that we have heard, mm-hmm. like from Meredith Grey's Ellen Pompeo yeah. to Julia Dreyfus, they are doing it in their own voice and in their own style. They are investing that. time energy i'm sure they have a production crew that's huge and somebody who's helping them find the guests and script it to an extent and do the research but finally on that day they have to land up and if you ask megan markle apparently you don't have to land up but who knows <laughs> and also the retainership of those podcasts i think when you shared ellen pompeo's podcast i think i heard the first one and then i never went back to it okay. so there's going to be that audience who's showing up just for the curiosity of it all and never going to come back again yeah correct Um, and also because some of these people you don't want to get so up close and personal maybe yeah like william dalrymple i would have just i should have stuck to the books <laughs> you learned the hard way but yeah that's right some people you don't and like any medium you like sometimes you like the style sometimes you don't and you have to be ready for the fact that not everyone who you thought would listen is listening yeah and just talking about hosting who should host what kind of pull they have I think if you've made up your mind that you're going to do a podcast and you're going to do it at least for a year, a couple of years minimum, it's okay to find a host, right? If you found someone who's got the ability to pull that particular topic off, I think it's perfectly all right. We obviously our context is different. We started it, and this is our baby in that yeah, sense. Yeah. But it's not always necessary that we have to be the name, face, voice of the podcast all the time. I think. Correct. No, if definitely if you're a if you're busy running your company, you're a founder, but you do want to create some talking points around your space because maybe it's new, maybe it's up and coming. Then yeah, definitely makes sense to think it through, find the right voice for it, and get it produced and put it out there. But I think what we're coming back to is that you need to have your why clearly in place. You need to be consistent. you need to see what are the metrics that truly mean something to you because i don't know today if let's say you and i by some stroke of luck gather thousands and thousands of listeners it's great but we don't have the capacity to handle any incoming business of that scale that and also i was thinking i think a lot of people look at this podcast in particular and actually think it's bigger than it is 
and I don't know what is bigger because ever since Jess put that question in my mind, I'm just asking if it's bigger, how is it bigger? And I look at a lot of shows with the, I'm sure they have a lot more listeners, but for example, they don't have the same number of reviews. But we have some really amazing reviews and we have people coming back and telling us this was useful to me, yeah. which I think is a far better reason to stick to it than maybe the numbers alone. Because like you said, honestly, I'm very happy to admit that bandwidth doesn't exist at this point in time. Exactly. We don't want to be saddled with that burden. And I think you're right. Once you do start hearing back from your listeners, which if you're putting out quality stuff, you will then be loyal to that group because listeners do come back and tell us, I listened to this particular episode and I tried this out or I love this episode on this topic. It really resonated or I've been thinking about it. And frankly, that's really all that we're asking for. Absolutely. In fact, the number of people who decided not to build a website after listening to the (laughs) website episode, I'm quite proud and I'm very grateful that we've been able to make that difference to someone. I think that makes a huge difference to us back. Correct, correct. That keeps us going, definitely. But so do your reviews and follows. Please follow. (laughs) Please subscribe. Please share it with five people for good luck. (laughs) And now it's time for the much-awaited Topical. Speaking of diversity in podcasts, if I get through this segment without dying laughing, it's going to be an achievement. This is Topical, by the way, and it is just... It's going to be hilarious. Only murders in the building. Let's start there. Yeah. yeah, only I think only murders in the building probably spiked a lot of interest in podcasts. It's that whole art imitates life mm. situation because clearly podcasts have been on the collective conscious for a while. Yeah. Maybe more so during the pandemic. And I just see that whole series as an expression of just that. I think the only the challenge is that they make it look... Quite effortless. Oh yeah, Um, running around with mics on the streets of New York. Yeah, good luck getting a single dialogue in. Exactly. We're in a soundproof, you know, podcast studio and still we sometimes can't hear each other. (laughs) But definitely it, it brings about the fact that if you're saying the right things in a way or if you attack that topic with honesty and intent, authenticity, there will be listeners. And especially if it's a murder mystery, Subha will write you her inheritance. (laughs) It's right now in the name of two people in Arizona. But now let's get to the other one that I recently discovered. Why don't we just read the thing that this person has posted? It's She Gone Stella on Twitter. I need to tell you all about the podcast I've discovered called Who Who Sat on the Floor at My Wedding. Now, the title is not the funniest part because it goes on to say it's a 12-part investigation into literally exactly that. Two women on a mission to discover which friend slash family member shat Shat on on the the floor (laughs) at their wedding. Just to put this in perspective, guys, this is the ecosystem in which we are producing and hoping to rank a podcast. Given a choice between listening to my own episode and listening to who sat on the floor at my wedding, I think I know where my chips are falling. Oh my God. And then they interrogate the mother-in-law. Okay. And she, in full exasperation, claims, I'll say again what I've already said to your wife and to the detectives. It wasn't the right time of day. For- <laughs> it doesn't get better than this, but it does because it's listed under true crime. And that's how Suba found it. 
which actually is interesting because podcasts are supposed to be entertainment vehicles as well, right? What more do I need in life <laughs> than a 12-part investigative series of this kind? Mm. It's an interesting conversation on the different mindsets in which we listen to them because you opened with Huberman Lab, right? Exactly. Huberman Lab is a neurologist and ophthalmologist at Stanford University. And he is some other level of competence and articulation. Yeah. <laughs> and smoothness and sophistication in a lot of things that make us very happy. Yeah. And then we have these guys and the wedding. <laughs> Take your pick. Pick both. That's what we do. Um, it that Actually, that brings me to another point before we wrap up. How do you decide if podcast is the thing for you? Yeah, I think two, three things, right? First of all, do you enjoy listening to them yourself? Have you ever listened to one at any point in time? Assuming you're listening to this, you probably have. But like in general, make that decision with that lens in mind. And I think that a way to gently dip your toes is to go be a guest on other shows, I think, that are relevant to your industry and your domain. Uh, in fact, you can go on Fiverr and you can look up people who do podcast placements and they'll easily get you two, three placements. You can also specify saying this is a kind of podcast I want to be on and give that a try and see what happens. Right. Are you enjoying the experience? Are you enjoying having that conversation? Are you enjoying it beyond just being a guest and sharing what you think? Are the mechanics of it making sense to you? Is it exciting to you? And I think if it's right, it you'll know it is what I found, I think. And we've also known when it was wrong and when we needed to just stop. For example, I think we know that for some reason, we're not yet fully convinced and we're not fully ready to make this a video podcast. Yeah, yeah. And how do we know that? Maybe because we tried a few video reels, we tried a few video posts on Instagram and we know the effort that it takes and you want to do it right and you want to do it well. And maybe we'll get there, maybe we won't. I'm personally not a very video person in terms of even consumption. I don't watch videos. I can listen for hours. And so take that call, listen to others, watch other video podcasts. Like she said, become a guest and experience how the production side of things is. Yeah. How many retakes you have to do. (laughs) Unless you're like us and you wing it, but... uh. (laughs) Well, do we? I think it's the poor editing team that suffers (laughs) the brunt of... Yeah, so all those logistics as well. Take it to a good production company, like Crazy Talk. It makes a huge difference when you have someone else who's backing you up on this. And that's Crazy Talk. That's their name, so... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) T-O-K. T-O-K, yes. (laughs) Great guys to work with. So what did we finally... Decide, should you start a podcast? It's like asking, should you have a baby? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know what's uh, what's your context. Yeah, why are you having that baby, and Mm -hmm. what do you want to, what do you plan to do with that baby? Now it's getting morbid, but yeah, (laughs) we. I don't think uh, there's a straightforward answer, but I would really maybe veer towards a no till you do a bit of groundwork around all of these. Things that we've spoken about. Yeah, honestly, I think if you've got, and purely from a tactical standpoint, if you can fix your other marketing channels versus doing a podcast, I think fix your other marketing channels. There's a lot more potential and opportunity in just doing the plain old simple things. Mm -hmm. That is where I would expend my energy. Yeah. And if you want to try this out, do, but please give it Time. No budget for that (laughs) time and energy. It's not going to happen suddenly, overnight, etc. It is going to take hours of your time 
and is it expensive reasonably you yeah. do need to if you want to do a good show then you do need production support you need a good studio environment or yes. you need good mics and your time is money too and you need to invest that time absolutely yeah sounds good If you start a podcast please let us know but until you do that please share subscribe follow click on the big CTA that you see on a podcast platform of your choice Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Damn Good Marketing Podcast We're so glad to have you here If you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it please hit subscribe follow whatever is that big shiny CTA you see on whichever podcast platform you're listening to on right now it would mean so much to us See you next time 